Profanity Nation. Yeah, it's the new era of man for some old school fans with a new school brand. We got money on the mic with the plan in hand. And Stat Pat to his left, they go hand in hand. And to the right, we got Simster, he putting it down. It's the Profanity Nation, we running the town. Yeah, it's the Profanity Nation. Profanity Nation. Hey, y'all, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Profanity Nation, where we are the voice of the professional fan. You know it every Sunday night at 8.30 p.m. exclusively on Infanity Television YouTube. I've got my co-host here. I got Money Mike. How you doing, buddy? Man, you know, I don't know, man. I'm going good, you know. you know, Mentally, physically, I'm good, but in these Lakers, man. They're, they're kind of hot and cold. We can't right? win no close games. Yeah, right. They're hot and cold. I think we're, we're going to talk about that this show. Step hat. Man. Yeah, I'm, How I'm, you I'm feeling. Yeah, in, I'm, in I'm your with, Raiders gear. You know what? I'm doing this for all the Charger fans. <laughs> so you know, it's just what it is. Um, but yeah, I want to piggyback what Mike said, man. You know, look, man, I'm feeling good, but at the same time, it's like I wish we can we could find a closer. Yeah, we're supposed to have one. I mean, paid big dollars. I yeah. mean, but, we go, but, we go, but I, guarantee, on. I guarantee we're gonna talk about that. Let, let's get in the show and maybe for the entire at the, show, at the final segment. <laughs> <laughs> and the final segment. Something, <laughs> something tells me maybe, there might be a specific segment that comes up. Uh, all right, guys. So uh, as you guys know, uh, Lakers are actually playing tonight, um, and they are playing the 76ers, which is a great team. Lakers currently stand at 19 and 23. They just can't seem to get over the hump to get to that 500 mark. They've had plenty of opportunities, guys. The opportunities have been there. The teams have tried to let them in. Dallas was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 games that went to overtime earlier this season where Anthony Davis missed the free throws at the end of the game and sent it mm-hmm. overtime. We lost in overtime. Overtimes, we haven't done great. I'm not sure of our exact record yet, but those haven't done it's well Owen, for us. whatever. How many Owen, Owen, every <laughs> overtime. We haven't won an overtime. Yeah. Um, something's going on. Defeated. You know, uh, Maybe this could be a Darvin Ham issue being coaching, being first year coaching. They do seem to be coming in a bit hot and cold. Um, you know, they'll play a game, they'll play a quarter hot, then they come in and they're cold a quarter. They play a fourth quarter with a comeback, and then they go to overtime and lay an egg. Um, what are you seeing, Stat, that is frustrating you? Because we're, again, we're, we're, we're just past the halfway mark. We're really looking to get, oh, look, the West is wide open. But the Lakers don't seem to want to take that invitation and walk through the door. What are you seeing and, and what do you attribute it to? Yeah, I mean, good point what you said about Darvin. Actually, like, maybe this is like first-year jitters, um, not really knowing how to um, formulate a plan to take advantage of the moment. Um, however, he was with Bunnhouse, right? So yep. he had – he was – he – I, he knows what it is to win. He knows what it looks like to crawl plays and stuff like that. So I I'm, I'm want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but at the same time, you know, he should know. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about a little bit about that Dallas game and about, you know, you know, end-of-game situations and how can we get better. Um, if Darvin Ham isn't able to get us over the hump coaching, then the players have to step up. And we do have people on the team that have been in these same situations that should know how to win. So um, one thing I can take solace in, in the fact that is we're 19 and 23. Like you said, the West is wide open at the same time. You just want to give now this one. This is the silver lining. So all of these guys are under the pressure cooker. They're losing, but they're losing close. Okay. So can I infuse AD? Can I bring AD into this? 
and shouldn't that cure a lot of the ills that we have right now at the same time if he's shooting and missing free throws at in the games and what it's all for nothing right so it's you know but i do think that getting troy brown fourth quarter minutes because when it come time to him to step up he's not afraid of the moment you know saying giving these guys that normally would not give time you know let them get those time those minutes and you know but we do have an issue about closing games money mike um we're touching base we're, we're trying to figure out what's going on with the lakers as far as you know especially these close games these close games that tend to get to overtime and then we lose those games um it's it's my opinion that when you have a team that that gets close but just can't get over the hump that that the, those are decisions those are our coaching decisions um player decisions that make the difference uh football is a game of inches basketball is a game of inches it's these small decisions that are now setting the table for losses. Um, one of those, as we talked before the show, could be why wasn't anyone, and, and if they were, why didn't they follow up on it? But why wasn't the attention brought that Luca had five fouls going into overtime and finished the game with five fouls? Why you would have thought that would have been on the coach's board saying everyone go in and 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 drive against Luca if Luca's on you force the call um that would seem like if the coaches said it and players just didn't follow up then so be it but something's a disconnect there well look I I, I mean number one yes you have to blame the coaching um because that's something you should have mentioned in the huddle that it literally we we're gonna run a play to whoever we don't care who it is. It could be me on the court. If Lucas guard me, yes, then you run in the play through me because you want to do your best. Either you're gonna get a layup or you're gonna get him out the game. And he's not gonna be able to shoot that three pointer on the other end, <laughs> which he was able to do, you know, in the in the, uh, in the first over uh, first overtime. Um, yeah. So I, a lot of it to me, yeah, definitely is coaching. But look, man, I mean. We got veterans. We have all-stars. We have, quote-unquote, some people call the GOAT on the team. Like, some of these things, to me, are obvious from a from a player's perspective, you know, uh, as well. Like, you know, why are you – if it's not told, if Darvin Ham didn't say anything in, in the huddle, why are you not doing that? Why are you mm-hmm. Why are you not Why aren't you that? self-aware yeah. of, of their situation? Because it, this is not – this is a veteran team, right? You know, this, we always talk about – you know, uh, you know, one of the oldest teams in the league and, and all those types of things, and we're going to get ran out the court. But this is the reason why we have a veteran team, because we know just how to make things happen, and we know what moves to make. Well, you know, um, uh, time will tell, but I, I really think that these, these close losses are going to be what piles up and what causes difficulties for us in the end, because – if we're getting close losses in games, we're going to get close losses in the season, meaning that our record is going to be right. a close loss to making it exactly. to the playoffs. Or had you know, had we just scraped together one or two of these close games, we might not be in the play the mm-hmm. play in. We might be in the playoffs and not mm-hmm. have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are going to come back to bite us, uh, Anthony Davis or not. Right. You know, because we saw it with Anthony Davis. We still lost close games. Yep. Uh, these are the games, especially at home. You know, yeah, you got to win those games at home. You got to bring them in. You got to win them at home. Right. Um, and, and it's not just Darvin Ham. <coughs> excuse me. You have to blame the entire coaching staff because it's also the assistant coaches that are supposed to bring that to their attention. Mm-hmm. Um, we know, you know, with with the Phil Jackson 
when he was coaching, you know, he was notorious. You would see him call a timeout. He wouldn't say a word to the team until with about five seconds left in that timeout, mm-hmm. he'd call them over blah, 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 and they'd go out on the, on the court. Darvin Ham's a little different. We've talked about that guys coming off the court. He speaks to them, gives them uh, some advice or whatever he's seeing out there. Um, do you think that right now, because he's the first year coach, just everything's moving a bit quick for him. You could be an assistant coach for 20 years. Right. As soon as you wear that hat head coach, it's different. It just is. You think that that just like anybody, a player, the game starts to slow down for you. Maybe the games are going a little quick for him. You know, is 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 a lot of different things, right? Like maybe it is the fact that the pace of the game, or like you said, going a little bit too quick for him. Um, sometimes you question um, your rotations, starting lineups. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He loved his three guard lineup, you know, and I don't know why he's in love with his three guard lineup. What um, does he see in it? Right? I don't see the, you know what he sees in it, and. Um, also, I think, you know, when, you know, having Austin Reeves in and out of the lineup is kind of hurting us as well, too, because I think when he was on the court, he was a stabilizing force. Um, also, it was somebody I think that um, LeBron James trusted on the court. So, you know, when you, like we were talking about, like, we can put it all on heart, on, on ham. But then we also do have some veterans on the team that have been in these same situations that should know how to. I mean, you, you, we, there should be somebody on the court, on, on, the, on the staff Player that tells IQ. us, you know, he got five fouls. I mean, you know, I mean, it's funny because, you know, it's funny because it's on the big board. It's on the big board. It's on the big board. It's literally when we, right, right, above yes, them. right above. So we yeah, all see it. They can see we it. We see it yeah. when we're at Staples Center. But at the same time, you know how when guys are like a couple of rebounds short of a triple double? Mm hmm. You know, they tell you got you got eight rebounds. Yeah, triple double. Somebody yeah, let them know. Yeah, exactly. somebody somebody's right. letting somebody yeah. know. And they're feeding them. Or they're, right. They're, they're, yeah, they're you're like, like you need three more assists yeah. for a triple double. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we're doing that. Then we are we are we have to know that they somebody has to be on the staff giving out that stat. Like Luca got five fouls. Somebody. And, somebody. Somebody got to do it, right? So so you like you said, the head coach attack him, put him in pick and roll situations. You know, do things that's going to get him in it wrong. But you know, it's it just feels like, yes, I love the camaraderie. You know, I like him having these guys buy in, but that ain't winning games right now. <laughs> it's not. It's not getting us over the top. Right. It's a good start, but this team doesn't have time for. Yeah, start. I mean, look, even though like Christian Wood was killing us, like every every time he was blocking everything. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so what what can we do to to have Christian Wood not be in the paint? Maybe you know what I mean? Maybe <laughs> maybe his guy. We have him. You know, look, that's what they used to do back in the day with Shaq, right? Remember, it was always if it was Dirk or whatever. He was like, all right, dude, you guard me, I'm gonna be right around yep. the three point line, yep. and I'm gonna prevent you from being in the paint. You go in the paint, it's illegal defense. Like, you know what I mean? Why? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, it's it's, it's the small, chess part of the game, right? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. A, little, yeah. a little small little critiques. You know that that we they need to do and listen, hundred percent. It should be coaching first. The hierarchy is coach first. But we have veterans on this team. We yeah. and, and and we need for you to play the full game. You know, offense and defense, and and be able to do this increase uh, stuff. Um, if you they get in the huddle, everybody gets a huddle in the middle of the court, right? There ain't no coaching there, but they you know they go and they say something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then, they, then they go ahead and. Yeah. You know, they should the players should be yeah, aware. They should okay. Know. They know that there's a game behind the game. It's not just score the ball and stop the ball. There's yeah. a game behind the game. Their best player has five fouls. 
put the onus, put that pressure on the refs to make that call. It's the same thing you complain about with LeBron at the end of the game that he doesn't drive to the basket. Why not? These are poor decisions. Force the refs to make the call. You know, um, and look. And they made it when LeBron was driving to the basket. And then they missed some too. Oh my god! All right, so let's talk about that really quick. They they get they did miss the three uh, three point the three point shot that could have sealed it. You yeah, know, that could have gave us some free throws and sealed it. Yeah. Um, but we all know that that it never comes down to the refs, right? It's always the right. team that you put yourself in that position. If you're up by five, it wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah. But but you you know it was a tie and you let it become a tie or whatever that situation is. Um, are we? Uh, you know, the trade deadline's coming closer, guys. There's still lots of rumors out there. You're hearing all these stories about players who turned down their extensions with their existing team, whether that's Jordan Clarkson, former Laker, uh, Fred Van Fleet from Toronto Raptors. Uh, all these players who turned down their extensions. That doesn't necessarily mean they want to leave the team, mm. but that does make them a trade candidate mm. because that team doesn't want to let that player walk for nothing. Um, has anything interesting come up that you've seen that, that we weren't aware of over the last few weeks? Again, Fred Van Fleet is one of the yeah, new ones, Fred Jordan Va- Clarkson. Yeah. Um, are, are any of these, you know, kind of swinging your, your opinion as far as whether we should or shouldn't make a trade? And if so, what would that trade look like? I would give up a, um, a protected first round pick for Bogdanovich from Pistons. You would? I would. Um, and I tell you why. I think that he's very efficient. He's a reliable three-point shooter. He does give us that wing person that we sorely miss right now. Um, you can see with an AD, uh, LeBron, and him, especially LeBron wants to drive and kick, that he's going to be able to knock down shots. He's not afraid of getting his own shot off. Like It just seems that he's a veteran that we kind of like need right now. Um, so to me, that's what I would be a target for somebody like that. Um, Van Fleet, obviously, but we go back to like having um, like how many point guards? The guard heavy. You know, we can't be having like a if lot of guards. If you get a Van guards. Fleet, you got to trade a guard. Right, that's and the thing. And, and then at the same time, even if you have Van Fleet play the point, who's going to be having the ball in his hands in the fourth quarter? Then we're literally going to have LeBron out there running the show, whereas we're going to have Van Fleet being Watch a spot-up him. shooter. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, at this point, we just got to call it what it is. LeBron's the point. You know, he can play point four, but he's going to be the one with the ball in his hand most of the time. That's giving people around him that's going to uh, enhance that attribute of his game. But you, but you know what's interesting about that with LeBron? LeBron keeps on talking about how he loves the idea of the backcourt, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not, I mean, frontcourt. You know, he, he loves, like, he wants to be in that forward position and not really bring the ball up. But yeah. that's what he's verbally saying. You know, but what exactly is he doing? Is, is what's whole, he showing? Is a, is a whole nother thing, and and what's frustrating is like, you know, it's a great thing. That, it's a great thing that we're a weekly show, right? Because mm-hmm. we were just talking about how great LeBron was playing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Putting in and he, and he had this mass massive run to putting the team on the back. Mm-hmm. Why'd you stop that, dude? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, why'd you lay off a little bit? Yeah, why why are you laying off? What's we, the letdown? We, we're still. We're not at 500 yet. Like, you haven't even made the, you know, obviously there's steps and goals that you want to get to, right? Mm-hmm. The first step is, like, can we get to 500? Then then is, okay, can we be above 500? Mm-hmm. Can, then is, okay, can we get can we get in the top four? Right. Like, there should be certain steps that we should be going on. Why is LeBron 
not going through this progression of steps and why is he letting out to be the same LeBron I was complaining about the first 20. I actually agree with you. And that's what makes me question the value of any trade, because regardless of who we trade for, there's nobody out there that's going to take our team, put them over the top, and we're going to start blowing out the competition. That's not going to happen. It's not available. So what that means is the games are still going to be competitive, although we may be in more games, but they're going to be competitive, and we're not losing based on our talent. We're losing based on our IQ, mm-hmm. our team's IQ, whether that's being the players or whether that's being the coach. And regardless of who you sign or trade or get – or trade out, that's not going to change. Bogdanovich is not going to change that. Fred Van Fleet's not going to change at the end of the game, as we know. Uh, something there needs to change, and if that tweak comes, then that makes all the difference in the world. And I have news for you. If that tweak had come earlier, we'd already be over 500. We'd probably right. be a game over 500. It's right. probably about five games out there that we could have won yeah. um, with better decision-making. Um, you know, we all felt that Ham was the coach that would hold the players accountable. I think he's doing that to agree. I do not know that he's actually doing that to LeBron the way he should at the end of games. I would say this. Um, I, I don't know if Darvin Ham, I knew he knew that AD is like a liability um, when it comes to his injury history. Um, at the same time, I think he would feel like he should be judged on him having his full complement of players. Of course, every to, wants you know, so so when he is, and I want to give him a little bit of slack on the fact that he is a first year coach and he is dealing with a MVP candidate on the bench, like literally cannot play. And it, and when we were talking about how uh, when AD was on the court. He was literally, we were saying that basically it's his monster. team now, like yeah, his monster sure. team, right? So, okay, let me see him coach 15 games with AD in the lineup. Let me get a record around 10 and 5 so I can then really fully evaluate his coaching because he's going to have cogs and players. And once again, even though we're losing, I know we're losing, it sucks, but it just feels to me that this is valuable experience for people that I know is not really going to get run when, you know, Austin Reeves get back, you know, so um, uh, AD really coming back. Um, so it just feels like I, I just want to just be, for me, cautious that I want to put it on there that we, is, is, we're lucky. We're very lucky that we're only two games out of the six spot. You know what's interesting about that? That's though? shocking. That is very Absolutely. shocking. It's shocking yeah. and disappointing in the West, which is Whoa, normally yeah, so man. strong. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I brought that last last uh, week. You know, we were talking about, like, they already have 13 losses in, like, the first place team. Like, yeah, yep, yep, yep. But you know what's interesting in what you're saying, though, Pat? Um, we've literally have seen two sample sizes of great basketball, great performances, and when I say two sample, sample sizes, we've seen a sample size when LeBron hasn't been in the lineup and AD has, and we've been playing great, and we went on runs. Yep. You know, yep. we've seen sample sizes on uh, AD not been there, and LeBron been in the lineup, and we played great, right? My only issue is, is the lack of consistency. Because if you look at it on both of those levels, you're like, wait a minute, Darvin Ham, when we was went to the five, Five games in a row, six games in a row. Actually, it was it was a it was a stat you know early in the season that every game that LeBron didn't play, we won, 
right? Yeah, yeah. Like they, they, these were things. So we, you know, at that time point in time, we were saying, "Oh my God, Donovan Hamlin is, is a great coach. He's doing everything that that's great." And now we're seeing it on on the other side too. Like I said, flip side, LeBron and AD not. Mm-hmm. My issue is. Why do we? I feel like, all right, cool. We could we could do this for five six games, and then there's like a complete fall off mm. where, like, we didn't even see what we just saw three four games ago. Like, why is that happening? Is, mm. are, are they getting tired? Are yeah. they, to me, know? that that's all uh, reminiscent of a young team. Yeah, when you have young players, they can't keep the momentum. The resolve isn't strong. This and that, but we don't have a young team. Yeah. We have a veteran laden team. So the next thing you can point to is a young, experienced coach. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I can point to there. And and you're right, money. You're like, well, okay, but the players know better. So why aren't the players picking up that slack for the coach? You're but we've seen them right. coach both ends, and actually been they've been playing great basketball. And they're successful. It's just, you know, so it's just it, something it, to get them it's over something, the top. It's something with the with the. We got to figure out like why are we not able to maintain that momentum on both sides of it. Right. With, you know, when when LeBron's playing great, we're winning, and but the momentum drops. When AD was playing great, we're winning, momentum drops. So you would think if both of them are in there, oh my God, we should be. You know, on, be a, on a 10, 15 game winning streak. Yeah. Know, well, that's, after that, happens. that tells you it's not the players, and it's not the talent. Tells you there's something else. There's yeah. something else in the recipe. Yeah, just a little really bit more salt, right? It's just missing some salt or something. Yeah. Yeah. But what that ingredient is, that's what 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 I'm sure they're trying to figure it out as well. Um, again, talking about the trade aspect, it's been relatively quiet so far. Now, of course, the trade deadline's coming up. We're talking about around the league, not just the Lakers, of course. Um, let's just uh, let's just guess here. Throw out some 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 guesses. Do you think anything big's going to happen this year? Are there going to be some big uh, changes in teams? Again, some of the players out there that you're hearing uh, that at least didn't sign extensions, mm-hmm. the Fred Van Fleet, the the Jordan Clarkson, but then you've got uh, tons of rumors that Cam Reddish could be gotten for two second rounders from New York. Bogdanovich has been on the, the block all season. Um, you've got uh, that gentleman over there in the Suns that's not playing. Uh, Jay Crowder, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you envision anything happening this year? I or? just think that, okay, first of all, I, I know once we get closer. Okay, so I just say, I'm going to stay with this. You, back in the day when you we only had eight spots to get in the playoffs, yep. um, if you were the 12th seed right now, the number 12 team yep. in the playoffs, like, so you were out of the playoffs, um, you're 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 halfway mark right now, right? You're you're looking to okay. Let's shed salary. Let's shed like players. Yep. Let's just get better draft positions. You're 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 throwing up the flag. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm and so more assets are available, right? So now we have the play-in tournament, right? We got the play-in tournament. We have to be top ten to get into some semblance of a postseason. It's not like you got a guaranteed spot. Mm-hmm. You know, but guaranteed anything spot, can happen. But you at that 12th spot now, you're not giving up those assets. And you might even think about maybe making a little tweak or two so you can get into the, you know, into the playoffs. So everyone is kind of like holding on to these assets and there's not really no movement going on because now – Things are getting competitive now. The NBA did a great job because it kind of discouraged, you know, the taking. Yeah. You know, 
But at the same time, we now have to really think that we're going to probably have to, we're just going to get all the way close to the trade deadline. We just got to hope that AD can come back so we could get 500 and we can move forward because that's what I see the problem is. We, no one's giving up assets right now because nobody want to throw up the white flag right now. And, and it's early. It's, I mean, if you're, like I said, if you're, it's early. So hopefully we can, but we don't want to overpay. And I also think another thing is this front office is scared out of their mind right now for making another, another, another debacle trade. And if the fact that I keep hearing like, you know, Kyle Kuzma's name, you know, being thrown out there and that That's we not would, a bad trade though. However, this is where it gets, this is where it gets bad. We had gave up picks to trade him for Westbrook. You know, you are we going to now give up a first rounder to get Kyle Kuzma back? That's where we look at. We got egg on our face. But but here here's a big point in that. Okay, guys, because because we're always looking at and the Lakers have to look at this right. We're looking at the the what have you done for me this year? What can you do for me this year? But these players that we're mentioning again, the Kyle Kuzmas, the Fred Van Fleets, the Jordan Clarksons, all of these players are looking for a big payday next year. Right. No reason to trade Miles for these Turner. players unless you're ready to sign them for next year. Not. If not, then you're just giving away for nothing. You're really giving away for nothing. And even if you win a title with them this year, that's great. It's worth it. But then you're starting over again next yep. year because you're not going to resign yep. them. So you're not building any sort of legacy, any dynasty, or any strength for the years coming forward. But isn't that why you might want to trade for Kyle Kuzma because he's expressed that he wants to be a Laker again? Mm-hmm. He wants so the like, payday, though. So the question yeah, is, but- are you going to pay him? The Lakers have been unwilling to pay marginal talent. And by marginal, I mean that middle-of-the-road guy, not that superstar. They'll pay the cheap guys and they'll pay the superstars. They don't want to pay that $20 million a year contract. Those mm-hmm. are the guys they're refusing to sign, and they keep going with one-year deals, two-year deals, options, this and that. That seems to be the hang-up. That's why they didn't keep a Caruso. So, so the question is, is are they going to commit to these mid-level guys, because these are the guys. Jordan Clarkson wants a twenty-plus a year payday. Kuzma's probably wanting a twenty-plus a year payday. Van Fleet's going to get a twenty-plus a year payday. Will the Lakers pay that money? If not, then why make the trade? You can't make the trade because you're 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 locking yourself out of your future for today. Because you know how the, we have thirty million dollars. I think around thirty million dollars in cap space. So you have AD on the books. You're going to have LeBron on the books. And you have $30 million in cap space. Well, then guess what? Like you were saying, you're going to trade for these players. They're going to want these paydays. And if they get $20 million, $25 million a year, now what? Well, I got $5 million to, to, to fill out the rest of my roster. Yeah, and some exceptions. You know, we're there. doing the same thing, like you said, over and over. And so now you better hit. You better find that third piece to justify all the movement and all the cash space that you're hoarding because now if you compound the the, the Westbrook debacle, you know, it's I mean, right now we as Laker fans have no faith in this front office. I mean, I can I can sun I can sunshine pump all day long and say, yep. say glass yep. is half full and all of that stuff, but mm-hmm. I have no confidence that they're going to do the right thing to get us over the hump. Mm-hmm. Um, every day of inactivity, which is, is surprising looking... for Lakers because we 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 especially grew up, right? We grew up knowing that they'll figure something out. 
You yeah. Know, if 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 we had a bum year, didn't make the playoffs, or went out in the first round, we always were excited about that offseason because we knew they would figure something yeah. out that would put us back in contention. Exactly. We need now it. we mm-hmm. don't feel that confident anymore, uh, and that's a sad feeling. Is where where is that? It's like when you start looking at us being a poorly ran front franchise. It's almost like it's never was a, a fact even when we made fun of mitch cup you know cupcake yep, yep you know sleep yep. at the sleep you know sleep at the switch mitch Hello. you know what i'm saying like at least Hello, when he did he did try he made some crazy made some, too. made some things the i mean con, the, the mozgov and the dang didn't help him out on no, the way out that no. that kind of like a stand on his legacy yeah, 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 yeah. but um but that. you know <laughs> but he but he always tried that doesn't to offset kwame for pal so no 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 but i mean you know you know you know that's that was that was West. that was legendary. That was West. That, that's that, was, that was that was that like was that was the homie deal. Mitch Kupchak got the credit. That was the yeah, homie you know, deal. Look, you know, it, it always was interesting with for me because you know obviously um, you know when when great trades were made, we was like, oh my god, Mitch Kupchak is cool. And then he makes the you know the dang and the milestones. We're like, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. And maybe you know that was a lot of like probably front office stuff. That they were trying to do. Hmm. I, I I still think that we need to get away from name brand players and just find that diamond in the rough. We have a great um, um, uh, farm, not farm system. I'll say scouting, uh, scouting, absolutely. You know, like we are able really to find those diamonds in the rough, and I just think we really, really just don't utilize them. We still are trying to get that big name um, that really. All right, it's not making things that are not a really good fit. Uh, the, or, but when we get like a Brian Reeves, I, I mean, Austin Reeves, then we're like, oh my God, like this guy is great and amazing. We just need to get a couple more of those. I, I, I'm still, I, I think that's easier said players. than done. Um, of course, otherwise they'd have them and every team would have them. But, I mean, but, uh, you know, the, the situation here, guys, and I, I think. We can call it the Rick Fox syndrome. Okay. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to term it. I'm going to term it the Rick Fox syndrome. Um, the Lakers have survived. They have made a living. They have cashed in titles based on the fact that they're the Lakers, that they would have two stars and that top veterans would take a minimum and a pay cut to mm-hmm. come to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Rick Fox could have taken much more to go to Boston to stay in Boston. These players would always take less to be a Laker and play with Laker. And that's not happening now. Right. They are not getting those players anymore. Right. So the Rick Fox syndrome is gone. Yeah. They don't have these top of the line players who will forego $20 million a year and take the the veteran minimum just for a chance because we're not that strong in the front office. Mm. They're not, nobody's that confident in the team anymore. That's hurting us. Yeah. Um. And so I, I want to just go back a little for uh, uh, a couple of years, a few years, and when Magic Johnson was the GM. Now, I remember when the, the, the legendary meme of him shaking his head, I ain't going to be here. And then we were like, oh, Magic just jealous. You know, Magic just jealous. He just talking that junk. You know what I'm saying? We we moved on. Magic, you're cancer. You know, you're not, you're not really helping the team, like all that other stuff, right? That's what it was said at that point in time about Magic Johnson, okay? We win a championship, you know, and 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 and, and Palinka was being paraded around the city like he was the man. Mm-hmm. However, now let's look at what is going on. 
we try to talk like a lot of stuff that Magic didn't do anything good, but Magic actually got LeBron here. Now, Magic, Magic Johnson would, I can tell you for a fact, would have been able to close deals on any of these big-time free agents that we be trying to go out there and chase. He could sell the team. He could sell the what it means to be the Laker. He's going to give you what you want. He's going to put it in your table on the face on the table, and you're going to win. I mean, you're going to you're going to want to play for Magic. Mm-hmm. Magic is a showman. He's a salesman. It's going to make you believe that he's, I, he's going I, to get it done. I am very confident. And I saw something on, online where Magic Johnson literally said that if he was the GM, there was no way in the world that Kawhi Leonard would have went. To yeah, the clip, he wanted to pair him, and he would have got him. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. I really believe he would have got Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard has this Uncle Dennis character. Yep. Uncle Dennis with the lifetime Laker fan. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. see where this is going. He's yep. idolizing Magic Johnson. He's drinking the Kool Aid. We all happy and chummy. He signed on a dollar line. What you call him? Basically, just got played. Polinka <laughs> got played yeah, just, by, yeah, he did. by these guys. You he know did. what I'm saying? They, they so, had him waiting around on the sidelines yeah. while while other players are getting signed. Magic ain't playing that. Magic, yeah. magic, you know, like for all intents and purposes, magic for the for the streets too. We like, want you sign it now. Yeah, or get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, he's not doing. You know, he right. ain't playing no games. Yeah. So so what I'm saying is now there's no vote of confidence in his front office. You don't see these guys. It almost feels like when Lamar, I mean, Lamarcus Aldridge didn't want to take. A meeting. Uh, a meeting with the Lakers that time where you're thinking like, wait a minute, Marcus Aldridge? Like, the nerve. Yeah, who are <laughs> like, you? The nerve. Yeah. Who are you yeah. to just go ahead and like, oh. yeah, you know, the like Lakers. to shut the Lakers. Matter of fact, I think that's LaMarcus Aldridge's claim to fame is shutting the Lakers because yeah. once that point happened and he went to the Spurs, he wasn't nothing at that point in time. So it's like now, it's like, so we, we have a, a, a situation, right, where I think the players are going to have to fix this. Because it's not going to be our GM. It's not going to be our ownership. Uh, we got to wait and see on the coach. It's like the players have to buck up and take pride in this and try to get back. And like you were saying, have attainable goals. Get to, you know, uh, basically get to the, um, 500. The, the 500. From 500, get to the sixth seed. For the sixth seed, get a first round, you know, get uh, um, home court. Home court in the first round. Attainable goals. Goals that are right there, but why aren't we trying? I know. I mean, why are we not trying to get them? Well, you know what? We're going to be right back. There's plenty to talk about here with the Lakers. Always plenty to decide, plenty to discuss. We're going to talk about that. We are the Profanity Nation podcast. Voice the professional fan. We'll be right back. <laughs> United One Protection Services. With over 30 years of experience, United One Protection Services has more expertise and knowledge than the other security companies combined. Residential, commercial, municipal, or institutional, United One Protection Services does more than just security. We protect your livelihood. United One Protection Services.
Hi, I'm Renee Starms of the Starms Agency. Do you know why 97% of startups fail? It's because they don't have the proper exposure. So for the first time ever, Infinity Studios and the Starms Agency have come together to provide you with the Little Guys Big Marketing Package. Now, this is for local Los Angeles businesses who are ready to launch, relaunch, or simply expose their business to grow. With this package, you're going to receive six months of online and offline marketing tactics in a customized plan for your business. You're also going to get a professional TV quality commercial filmed in an 1800 square foot studio with multiple screening options. So if you're ready to grow, go ahead and click that link. We also have financing available. I'm looking forward to chat with you. Click the link and let's go. Yo, we're back. This is the Profanity Nation podcast exclusively on Infanity TV on YouTube, 8.30 p.m. every Sunday night. We talk Lakers, NBA, sports in general. We're the place to be. Thank you. Uh, All right, guys. So um, you wanted to talk about a little bit uh, about comparison between teams, right? Yeah. Between decision-making and the heat that one team will get versus another team. But, you know, it, it seems justified just based on expectations but go ahead and bring that up just just for an example yeah oh uh, so you know we we always talk about how like you know the lakers are always in in the you know, I would, i'm old i'm gonna say the newspaper the lakers are always in the news um for any little every just, question any, every decision is everything is scrutinized, scrutinized, scrutinized yes, yes yeah so that's the right word so we we've made trades, we have overpaid for trades, and we got the result that we had. Now they, people want to call it the bubble championship, but I, I would always tell people, no no time in the history of the NBA has some has a team not enjoyed their um, home court advantage. We didn't have that. We had home court advantage that was taken away from us. Mm-hmm. Is everyone ex- is 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 assuming that we wouldn't have went to the championship and probably won it if we didn't have that that home court advantage, which you know how Staples get when it gets raucous in the playoffs. So let's just put that baby to bed. However, there's a team across the hall that literally has given up a a bona fide uh, uh, first-round all-star talent in uh, Cy Gilders-Alexander and five first-rounders for Paul George, and no one bats an eye. No one says anything. It's under the radar, so to speak. And that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, why are we getting all the heat for our personnel decisions and things of that nature? And where's the uh, where's the um uh the Clippers? Where the six seed now or I something mean, like that? Well, you, you know the answer to that. Well, they're the Clippers because nobody yeah. has any expectations, and no one gives a damn. Right? They are the six seed, standing at 23 and 22. Uh, they are exactly as we stand, two and a half games above the Lakers. So. Come on, man! Come on, man! You know what I'm saying? With these team, this team was a not. A, I wouldn't even say a dark horse. There were people out there saying that the Clippers, once they get their stuff favorites, together, yeah. they're going to be fun of the favorites to come out of the West. They always, they always like to say that. They always, it's like it's a, it's like sexy those for them same to people, say. Those like, same people disappear. Those same pundits, those same media 
heads disappear right about now in the season. Exactly. And they didn't. Because they were like, damn, I did it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believed in the <laughs> Clippers again, guys. Um, you know, I, I, I'd i like to get, let's, let's talk about the Clippers really quick, or at least talk about, you know, their star, right? Their star player, Kawhi Leonard. You touched a little bit on the Magic Johnson interview where he said he was, you know, what is going to try and pair uh, Kawhi Leonard with uh, LeBron and this and that and get him on the team. We question whether or not Kawhi would have ever made that. Uh, Mike, you seem to think that that he's more of a dynasty buster, that he likes to play. Right. He's more old school, would yeah. choose to play against. However, um, he was the one that I believe made the demand, I want to play with such and such. And Paul George wasn't his first choice. I believe it was his second choice. Um, but he didn't want to come alone. So he, he did want to team up with someone. And they made that happen to get him. Um, but Wow. I mean, in retrospect, if we were looking back and said Kawhi is on this team, wow, I don't think Laker fans would be too happy with him. Mm. I, I don't think Laker fans are as patient as Clipper fans. Um, <laughs> you know, we're, we're not as patient as, as Clipper Daryl. We're not out there saying rah, 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 even, even after a loss, saying, well, when we get Kawhi back, we're tired of saying when we get Kawhi back, look at us with Anthony Davis. Well, look, at least we know Anthony Davis is trying to come back. You know, <laughs> right? why? You know, we don't know what's in this head. Yeah, uh, he 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 get hurt, and he he gonna say, "I see y'all next year." Yeah, it, or, or he won't even say that. He won't <laughs> let you know one way or the other. Yeah, just keeps you wondering. Mm -hmm. You know, just so, keeps you wondering. So it, keeps I you think, on the hook. I think it's actually kind of. I mean, AD is frustrating enough. Uh, you know, we always say the best ability uh, is availability, and he's a guy where um, it, 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 it actually seems like. Like Davis's injuries are more major than what Kawhi's are. You know what I mean? Like we haven't seen like really main torn. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't ever really see that. You don't hear just, any details. Yeah, though. like, but but it's always more like just rehab stuff and then rehabbing at his pace. Mm -hmm. He doesn't feel like the urgency to kind of really get he, back it appears that yeah Kawhi doesn't ever feel an obligation to his team or teammates yeah so you know what i mean like that's a mentality that kind of i mean rubs, Kawhi's a great rubs, player yeah, but I, I, that, I, I don't think i really would want him you know on, on, on my team for that reason mm -hmm. you know I mean? because like at least we we know that ad is trying to get back and he doesn't mean to get hurt he just gets hurt mm -hmm. you know Kawhi is like all right i'm hurt well see you on next year and and again that's not gonna help us because mm -hmm. you know every year because the way the, the team was constructed and we had LeBron, you know, we ran out of time. You know, uh, news has come out, guys. Uh, as we're talking about trades and everything, you know, a lot of people have thought, and, and I don't think it's it's completely out of this world to even consider it. It's not going to happen, but uh, trading a superstar. Trading a superstar while he's still bringing in numbers, trading an AD or trading a LeBron. Okay. Uh, there's rumors out there. There's always going to be rumors about LeBron, but there's rumors. Oh, he would like to play with, with Steph Curry. Uh, he would go to Golden State or That's such. So ridiculous. Well, exactly. Um, well, he's been quoted now as saying, no, he wants to stay a Laker for the remainder of his career. And he wants to finish out his career as a Laker. Um, what is your thoughts stat on trading a superstar towards the end of their career to get those assets. Uh, LeBron would still bring in a haul. There's no question that there's plenty of teams out there, especially with the West wide, wide open, that would trade assets, including the Golden State. You could even net 
a Draymond Green and uh, parts or a Clay Thompson in parts, you could get some very tangible assets back for somebody like a LeBron James um, and something to build around and start again and start building. Uh, if they made that, let's just hypothesize, if they made a trade like that, let's just say they got a Clay Thompson in pieces, you now have a team of AD Clay Thompson going into next season with no Russell Westbrook on the books, no LeBron James on the books, and plenty of payroll to, to fill in around those guys. Um, why don't teams consider that more? Okay, so this is why I think so. Um, so I believe is a PR nightmare. It's a PR nightmare. I mean, you can trade a superstar, but do you trade a generational GOAT? And that's where we're at right now. So are we going to trade LeBron to get pieces when supposedly we have, we got in Sports Illustrated talking about we're wasting his 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 prime year. So right. we what already that got that out there, right? That's already the narrative that people are trying to set in, in exactly. motion, right? Exactly. So if we do that, the same reason why we don't do that is the same reason why we pay Kobe two years, 50 million at the end of his career when mm -hmm. you know yeah, he wasn't going to bring you into the promised land, right? Mm -hmm. It's about the perception and what we're doing. At the same time, you're looking at all these young guys. You're looking at John Morant. You're looking at all these these people that are looking at the Lakers and seeing how we're treating our superstars. This ain't your daddy's Lakers. You know, this ain't the bus type Lakers. So the bus, you know, Jerry Bus, Dr. Jerry Bus Lakers pays Kobe the two years, 50 million. The Genie Bus Lakers trade LeBron out. Uh, it's going to be kind of hard to now, now after we do that, to now sell this on some new free agents that we're going to treat you right when we did this to LeBron. Like, we got to play the long game here, and we could talk about halls in this, but honestly, to trade LeBron right now for this Laker, for this front office, in the bind that they're in right now, I don't even know how they can do it and do it successfully. Like, they really got to knock it out of the park. Money, yeah. this front office is already getting slack. They're already being questioned. Nobody has confidence in them. We've said it ourselves. What do they have to lose at this point? Um, nobody expects the team to do anything. Charles Barkley calls us trash. Um, he <laughs> yeah. said, why are they even watching the Lakers? Why are we getting primetime slots? Why are we on national TV? <laughs> he, he's got a point. You know, well, you know. He, he doesn't because all you got to do is show him the amount of revenue that we generate. Thank you. Show him the needle. <laughs> so show him the needle. So long, as long as you see, you know, see what's going on, like, look. It, it, it was proven. What was that Georgia? You know that because that they said it was the lowest ratings ever. Yeah. Nobody wanted to see Georgia TCU. You know what I mean? That was lowest lowest ratings ever. You're never gonna the Lakers would never be in that conversation of having the lowest. It, it, it doesn't matter who they play. They're never gonna yeah. be in the conversation of having the lowest ratings uh, ever. No matter what you see. Let, let me hold you there. They'll never be there. Then why not take a chance and get some assets for a superstar? You 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 know what you could that I, send them there? You you don't know. Uh, I know you don't know football, uh, but there was. A what are you talking about? I'm the oh, fantasy football go. champion. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Cool. Cool. In case y'all didn't know, word. all right. 
I am the champion right. at fantasy football. Okay, cool. Fantasy. Fantasy. So tell me. So apparently, so I know tell me. Tell me the main train. Football. You know what? No, no, no. no now I'm about to prove. We about to. You know, uh, we about to change. We about to change. Hey, you brought it up. Yeah, right. And we, we're about to. We're going to change the subject for this just to prove how much you don't know about football. Right, and I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have Sapa answer the question. Okay. Tell me the major trade that everybody thought the Cowboys were crazy for that they did, but it worked out in their favor. What the Hersh- Hershel Walker uh, trade. I, I didn't want you to tell. I wanted oh, him to say that. Sorry. Okay, there you go. I mean, he, he, who he, is Hershel Walker? Uh, the guy that a was a politician, to, right? That's what you know. Was gonna, yeah, the yeah, guy who's going to try to run for senator. Right? <laughs> I play running back, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you only know that because he tried to run. Nah, for nah, but anyway, but if, if you remember the Hershel Walker trade, right? That, that when they traded him to Minnesota, uh, that was. At that time, probably the most polarizing trade that was ever made, simply because uh, they gave up the best player that everybody saw at that time to Minnesota. But what they got and what they got back, they literally said, "Okay, I'm I'm get rid of you. I'm gonna get rid of you." And they got a whole bunch of draft picks, but they knew pretty much where they were gonna go before they made that trade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they were in, able to win, what, three Super Bowls in, in like four years? Yeah, three, like eight, three, four Super Bowls in five years. Yeah, so. So, so that was – we have to really kind of be able to do that. Uh, now, and there is one thing you're leaving out of that equation. What? Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. We don't got no Jimmy Johnson. Here. That's true. It's hard as the coach. Okay. Yeah, coach. So if we're going to go ahead and you put everything equal in an equal correlation, like apples to apples, then I need to make sure that I got that asset that I'm trading. I got my Hershel Walker trade. I'm trying to get my haul. Am I going to be confident in this front office to go ahead and do with, with those assets what the Dallas Cowboys did with theirs? I can't say that's the case. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, are free agents going to be jumping at the bit just to be like, can I go ahead and, and fill the void of LeBron James? That, like, that's, I didn't... That's kind of that's kind of what I say. We need to be able to find and see something in players that people aren't yeah, we got, on the radar. But now and that's the difficult part. That's it, the Jerry West. But that's but that's also but then at the same time we're trading these young talent for brand, name brand people. Right. So, so what I'm saying, so yes, we need to find diamonds in the rough. But when we find a diamond in the rough, we trade the diamond in the right. rough. Right. We keep doing. So it. you know what I'm saying. We keep doing it. So we find the Caruso's of the world. We let him go. You know what I'm saying. Got we find that we got the we got the eggworms. You know what I'm saying. We got you know all, all these Clevers, all these young cats. We get them. Jordan. Clark. We get them. Jordan Clark. We get them, <laughs> and they're not here. Right. So why find diamonds in the rough? When they're not even going to stay here past their rookie contract, so that's where we're at here. It's like, yes, it's in, in theory that is great, but I'm saying what we have right now is not a small sample size, a large sample size, mm-hmm. a large sample size of what the Lakers do, and a large sample size of what LeBron James do to teams when they come to the teams. Right. He does not want young talent around so he can play with young talent so they can build and grow into things. He wants ready-made players to plug and play to win now. So here, here's a question. If if Westbrook would trade $20 million that year, do we sign him? Do you want him at $20 million? I would take him at $20 million. I say years? this. I'm going to tell you right now. Let the market decide. Let the market decide. 
Let the market decide. You think you think what 20 20 years two years 40 million? It'll be like that. One year twenty. I don't think you get a two year deal. I think you get a three year deal. With a player with a team option. Look at Chris Paul. Chris Paul got that deal now, and they're different players, but but Russ is still very uh, formidable. I mean, the guys still play, put him in the right oh, yeah. team, and he can get it done. Uh, put him in charge of the ball; he's still going to get you the triple doubles. Uh, he'll still put fans in the seats. So, yeah. I mean, he's fifteen, eight, and six. Right? No, no, he's nice right now. You know what I mean, for and, me, and, I have and, no problem with Westbrook. Right, right that's now. what I'm saying. So, I mean, because he we're earlier uh, in this conversation. We we said Westbrook gonna be off the books, and that, and I'm like, okay, well, then we put him back on the books. Put him back on the book at the expense of our cap space, though, because we've seen this movie before. You see what I'm saying? I don't want to do it at the expense of the cap space that we're hoarding. See, the Russell Westbrooks were the type where the Rick Foxes, those were the players that that. But this is what the question should be: is is when we win the title this year, will Wes, Russell Westbrook <laughs> take a huge pay cut to stay with the team and win another one? That's how you keep a Russell Westbrook for a discount. Without that, he's not going to shave one dollar off of his. Oh no! His, yeah, but nobody's going to give nobody's going to give that man forty. No, no, he's not getting. Nobody's going to give that man thirty million. I mean, I don't think maybe twenty five. I'm always shocked. I'm always shocked with the deal. I mean, do you think anybody else? That's true. Do you think out of all the the, what thirty two teams in the league, who anybody else could give him over twenty five million a year? I don't know, dude. I mean, and, who and, would do that? But at the same time, we were talking about our cap space and the and the contracts. Well, then it would have. I mean, like we were talking about Van Fleet and all these other people available. What if their price is twenty five million? So you're going to say it's going to be twenty. So you're going to say you want Westbrook over Van Fleet or Kuzma mm-hmm. or Clarkson? You see what I'm saying? This is the cap space that we have yeah, here. Sure. So if we can no- negotiate with all these available so free agents, probably end up getting close to thirty. I mean, and then he got it. I mean, yeah. he. I'm he, adios amigo. Like you know what I'm saying? You got to do what you got to do. If, you, if Westbrook is asking for thirty million a year. I gotta let I gotta let Westbrook go. I can't I can't bring him back on this team no, as as currently constructed. That handicaps the team at thirty million dollars. No we are literally going back and doing the same thing we did. First of all, we shouldn't have done it in the first place. But that's just you know we don't want our players to play GM. You know, and that's what we're. What's, I what mean, we, have well, we right got now. the GM player. You got the biggest GM player. We got right. the biggest GM player there. Is. It's true. It's true. So, and so when in Rome, you have to let the Romans do what the Romans do, and right. LeBron's done that. I mean, look, how many times? Cause I'm so tired of people talking about what he gave us a championship. How many? How many times is that argument going to be uh, satisfactory to people? That I mean, that's you know. I think I think what what might determine some of if we're talking about Bron's legacy at this point, how long that'll be satisfactory because you're assuming another one isn't in the mix. Um I think a lot of uh how people will uh refer back to or reference to the LeBron era as a Laker will be the status of the team when he leaves. If the team goes completely downhill, and we trade these first round picks to to get him a player, and we still don't win. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think his legacy and the history will show that he was a cancer more than a cure to the team. I think uh, if if there's a hangover after LeBron of two to three years where the team has to wait now to regain assets and so forth from all the sacrifices they made when LeBron was here, that will eat people. You know, Laker fans are not. Oh yeah. I mean, if you like, like, yeah. And this is just a piggyback on that point. I would say 
if LeBron James did give only us one this one championship, and I know we're spoiled, we're saying if only one, we're not but retiring. at the same time, I, I, okay, well, that's another that's another show. But what I'm saying is like, <laughs> if we if we make these trades that people want us to make, which means that we're giving up the 2027 tra- draft pick and the 29 draft pick, he is not going to be here in those years. Nope. So literally, left. these draft picks are going to be gone. We don't have any way of rebuilding. And if we don't have any, like, foundation to attract free agents, then it's going to, like you said, I would I would be mad. Yeah. I would be upset because we have, we have let go all of our young talent. All of the team, all of the players that we see balling out sacrifice are only in, like, we, we just sacrifice our whole future for a championship. And I know, I get it. It's a championship. And a lot of teams would sacrifice their whole existence for a championship. But But we're not not that. We don't make trades because we envision us making one championship. We make trades because we want to build dynasties. That's what we want to do. We don't want want to build championship teams. We want dynasties. Okay. So, yeah, we get the one championship. We have no assets. It's really going to be a problem. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of problem for a lot of Lakers fans. Yeah, well, we're not I, I, the way it's going. But we're going to win this year anyway, yeah. though. So we're talking about. It. I, I, I'm, I'm ready ready we're taking win. on the chip. We win it this year. Don't worry. Right, don't worry about it. Well, there's plenty to talk about. There always is, but as you know, everybody on the Profanity Nation, we finish the show with a segment we call Money Mike's Out of Bounds. Money Mike is going to share his opinions or thoughts on a topic, and it's real easy. Everybody can can contribute to this. He just wants to know are his thoughts or opinions in bounds. Or out of bounds, money, Mike. You've got the mic. You know what? You know what? This year, I mean, not this year, but this time, this week, it's a, it's really a therapy session for me. Okay, right. You okay. Know, because you know, I, I've been you know, last few out of bounds have been like on LeBron, been kind of mm-hmm. high, low, warm and cold. You know, I, I know that, but I know I'm, I know I'm gonna get a little slack over this because you know, if you talk about LeBron and his last, you know, final corner game winning. You know all the stuff he's doing. The, the if you look at paper, the stats and 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 all that, he's like one of the highest rate and everything. I go by the eye test. I go by he, he's been like five years. You know, in the last five years, I have not been a, 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 um, impressed with LeBron's uh, a final game antics. You know, so am I out of bounds to say that LeBron is not nowhere near close to being one of the top closers ever to play the game, you know, uh, and because I think he, he, he's just not now, mind you, listen, I've only seen him for the last five years. My test, I don't know what he did for the first 15, but these last five, look, personally, I don't even want LeBron nowhere near the ball, the way he's been performing in, in close games and take him over to the promise. Line. Am I the bounds to say he is no, he is not a closer. Scott. No, you're not out of bounds. You're, you're definitely in bounds because I've seen it too. Um, and what's, what's, what's really working against him is that we had 20 years of Kobe. So that's the problem. So when you got one of the, of the most clutches player of the ultimate, and I know you're going to have your stat nerds are going to be like, well, look at the fish efficiency that Kobe Bryant yeah. did. He didn't make, he made pretty much 50% Man, of his game, it, but, though. but we seen, so what I'm looking at is this. If you are going to take the last shot, at least if you make it, you miss it. Kobe Bryant was saying, flush it. I got, I'm got. i going to play it for another time. 
but he's going to take that shot. And he's going to make the play. If that guy is super wide open, Kobe might pass him the ball. But for the most part, Kobe Bryant wants to put the onus on himself. LeBron James literally wants to do all the hard work and be like, dribble, dribble, dribble. Now you do it. Like he's always, that's the, that's the MO. Like I'm going to give you the opportunity to go ahead and make or break this whole team where that guy ain't making $40 million a year. You're making $40 million a year. You're making $40 million a year not to not to make shots in 46 of those 48 minutes. You really get in the premium on your contract to make shots in the last two minutes because that's where everybody's getting their, their, their money. You're right. That's money time. They call it for money time for a reason. So I say by we looking at Kobe, by me even looking at Magic Johnson makes big time baskets at the end of the in the, in the games. I'm looking at Jordan. We're looking at Dame. Things don't look the same. Luca, things ain't looking the same. You see what I'm saying? It don't look the same. We can all say that. If we want to just talk it, talk about basketball, we know what it's supposed to look like. Right. It don't look like this. Sorry, it's your goat. I'm sorry. But if you want to come at me and try to argue with me, I'm going to rip it to shreds. You know what I'm saying? Because I know what it looks like. And if you're going to try to sell me on his last quarter or his fourth quarter or his overtime antics and saying that's what clutch looked like, you really need to redefine your term of what clutch really is. And so that's why I'm saying that you are definitely 100% inbound with two feet. We'll say. Money Mike, I'm agreeing with you this time. All right, I usually you. go against the grain, but I'm agreeing with you. You're 100% inbounds. And the reason why you're inbounds is not because of his time as a Laker, because of his entire time in the NBA. Never, never, and what I'm going to call this is the fear factor. Never has a team been terrified of LeBron getting the ball at the end of a game. Kobe, mm. I can assure you, they schemed. Do not... Ed- I don't care what you do. Do not let Kobe get that ball. Mm-hmm. When it was the Celtics, do not let Bird mm-hmm. get that ball. Mm-hmm. There was a fear factor that as a fan, when you would watch these teams against the Lakers and Bird would get that ball or a Damian Lillard gets that ball, you just know mm-hmm. and you feel this fear. I never felt mm-hmm. that no matter what team mm-hmm. LeBron was on, mm-hmm. the Cavs, Miami. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. I was never worried, and I don't feel that now as the Lakers. And other players don't you feel get the, that. You get the, I get the feeling. I don't know. I'm not speaking for you. I get the feeling where he's about to miss that. We're going over to Well, yeah but, this is, <laughs> right. yeah, but but now that he's on our team, we right. have the fear factor. Yeah. But I was never afraid of him, even in his prime, to, to hit that game-winning shot. I just don't think that's what he's known for. Game-winning game free throws. That killer instinct. I think that's always yeah. been everybody's uh, uh, hang-up on LeBron, that he doesn't have that Kobe-esque, you know, bird, magic, killer instinct to, to not just – jab you with the knife but to twist it yeah pull it and stick it even further in break it off you break it off and make sure that you're shanked right. to, to the hill um so no you're 100 percent inbounds and uh it's too late now he, yeah. he is the player he is but that he just doesn't have right. that he just doesn't have so you're absolutely right Hundred percent. Thank you very much. Thank that you was, very much. Thank you very you got much. it, man. That was easy. That was, that was an easy. easy one. You're hundred percent. You went for low. <laughs> I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take my victory lap. Exactly. <laughs> on that one, guys. This has been a great show. Uh, thank you for joining us again. The Profanity Nation podcast every Sunday night at eight thirty p.m. exclusively on Infinity Television. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. 
TikTok everywhere. We're there. You'll see the videos. You'll see quotes from Money Mike. Uh, we're big time. You need to go follow mm-hmm, that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, subscribe right now so you don't miss any of the other shows. The Breaks, Monday Night Fredo. We've got a plenty of, of uh, great shows, a great lineup on this channel right here. You don't want to miss it. And big stuff coming up. We'll be back next week. Let's watch these Lakers guys. We're getting closer to the trade deadline. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see what Palinka does. We'll see what the uh, newly engaged Genie Bus does. And uh, we'll see. Oh, man. <laughs> we we haven't touched base whole, on that. That's a whole other show. That's a whole other show. Uh, <laughs> Genie Bus engaged to Jay Moore, comedian Jay Moore. Uh, congratulations, Genie. I hope you're happy. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens with that. But uh, hopefully, you know, bless that uh, relationship. But uh, until then, we'll see you next week, guys. Uh, this is Profanity Nation Podcast. Thank you. We're out. Please. Peace.